everyone, welcome back to the Book and Life podcast. Today we're going to have a brand new book guest on. Whether they're an author, an editor, a producer, you'll never quite know, so you're in for one hell of a ride. But today I just have to uh, do the adverts and then I'll get us straight into that most important conversation. And as as we do every week, um, I'm going to read The Shadow which is part of the Time Guardian series, and this is book four from Marianne Curley. The battle is over, the war is won. The prophecy complete, but life can't just pick up where it left off for Ethan, struggling to cope with tragic loss. At odds with friends in the guard, he finds himself adrift, jumping in shadows and sensing someone who can't possibly be there. Blaming herself for the goddess Athena's death, Giselle swears revenge to fullify the immortal's plan for world domination, but Giselle hadn't planned on love, and that leaves her with an unbearable choice. Should she follow her heart, or the strings of a goddess short on praise but high on expectation, who continues to pull her from the grave? As the guard and the order battles through the past and into an impossible future, darkness looks round every corner. The fight for the world's survival rests with just one. Is it friend or foe who stands in the shadow? And just a reminder that The Price of Freedom by Rosemary Aiken, sorry, Rosemary Rowan, um, is being donated to the Ukraine refugee crisis. And here's the blurb for her book. It's uh, one of her... Roman British crime series, which was written under her maiden name. All editions can be found online where all books are sold, even her agents donating her commission. Sorry, I don't have the blurb for that, but uh, that's that's what she's doing. And now, without further ado, let's get you to the guests. And we're welcoming back one of my favorite childhood authors. I was so honored she was my first guest. I am so delighted she's coming back. I've been super excited to have her on. So without further ado, the one, the only, the utterly beautiful and amazing Marianne Curley. Hi, Crystal. So good to be asked back again. Uh, can't believe a year's gone already. I know it's been so fast this entire like whole thing was just I, I'm, I'm still kind of like trying to recover from how quick it's gone by I don't know mm. if it's because I'm like I was third year uni when we did this I just start I was just going okay. into third year of university I don't know if that's maybe why it's gone so fast but because well, I remember the night I recorded with you Mm-hmm. was the night Wrestlemania was on for wrestling fans. I think I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting up, I had my pajama bottoms on and I had this wrestling t-shirt on <laughs> to get me through right. the show. Right. So, yes. It was one of the first ones you've done. I think you do. Yeah. Well, I've been um, busy too and uh, I got the uh, rights back for my Athena series, which is uh, Hidden, oh, wow. Broken and Fearless. And uh, yeah. I'm in the process of reworking them. Um, and uh, yeah. I've got the first book up and running on Amazon just yesterday, the day before yesterday. And uh, same, wow. similar covers because they've given me the covers as well. 
and uh, which I appreciate. Thank you, Bloomsbury. That was wonderful. And uh, But I've just altered them a little bit and put a new verse cover on there. Um, so very keen to have the three books out because when they first went out uh, 10, 10 years ago, um, they, yeah. they didn't get the um, advertising or that they really, that they deserved or they that I kind of was told they would. So, um, and uh, they yeah, kind the of got push, shut yeah. down very quickly. Yeah. So this is their chance now to get out there I mean, with my readers who didn't get a chance to read them then. And uh, I'm actually, uh, like I said, I've reworked them because I think the couple of glitches they might have had I know I've learnt more, you know, about the topics. And yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, there's new chapters in there, which is going to be delightful for anyone who's, who's read them before. But um, I think my overall, well, all the new readers that have come to read the, the other books of mine, The Guardians of Time and Old Magic, they can now move on to this, this series. Yeah. But I, I haven't just stopped with this series reworking it i've actually written three new manuscripts three new books um wow. it wasn't, i i had them in draft form when i was speaking to you last but um they are now finished and they are with my agent and uh she's out there looking for publishers for them uh if, but within the next 12 months if uh, we don't get picked up i will put them out there um on uh, uh amazon and uh other other um uh, bookshops who will pick well, I can't wait to see these because yeah, everything well, that I've read well, of yours is so detailed and it's so easy to read it you just get sucked so so into it that's why I loved yours because especially when I started off dyslexia reader I have I swear I have ADHD because I I get so distracted so easily um I got tested and apparently I don't have it but I I can't stay on one topic for longer than two seconds um, oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, I, I well, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I I work with different people, and so many people say to me, "Oh my gosh, Crystal, how much coffee have you had today?" And I have to go, uh, two. Oh. And they're like, "Yeah, but what size is the cup?" And then I like hold up my really big cup, and then they're like, "Ah, now we understand why you jump around so much, Crystal." So yeah, it's I'm, I'm, I'm adapting. Sounds like it's in your nature. Yeah, um, you yeah. Don't, I, you don't have it, but um, I think everybody, to a degree, has got it these days. There's so much to distract you. Yes, and there is. My yeah. phone is buzzing and beeping and ringing all the time, and and I really can't. Once you're at, you're in that seventeen year old head, and yes. uh, you want to stay in it, and you want to stay in it, but then the phone yeah. buzzes and. You know, someone rings or someone walks in, or you you get a message and you're out. Yep, and you're uh, out. It takes yep. a bit to get back in there. Yeah. So I I remember. Yeah, you totally about, understand it. You you understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> definitely. I think it's it, not. Too, I think you'll find a lot of people, a lot of read, writers. There's some writers who will, and this is what I need to do. They'll go into their office. They'll shut the door. They will leave yep. their phones outside, and uh, they will. I need to start doing that. Coffee. Yeah, that, that's all they have in there, and it's definitely what I need to do. Because <laughs> um, um, we had, we had JJ on. 
<laughs> I might get that book of Arthur done. Yeah, exactly. So for the for listeners who have not been up to date with the podcast, um, I stupidly signed a contract, which I'm super proud of, but I'm super scared of at the same time, to release a novel, one novel a month for the next three years. And uh, everybody I've spoken to thinks I'm absolutely insane, especially since I got no advance. Uh, <laughs> so, it is it's almost to the same level as what Mills and Boone expect from their authors it's uh, almost even, as even bad so, for them yeah because what's that 55,000 words um, yeah 55 to 75 yeah. per novel depending yeah. what obviously it is but um, mm. but here was the thing like I had a backlog um, one series is 34 books long me and Joe planned it out it was 34 books long and I think some of them were like over 130, 140,000 words already there. Whoa. So it was just a case of going in and splitting them, you know, splitting them in half and then being like, okay, that works. And then, you know, making the series, it has made the series longer, but it's made it more doable because then I'm not like thinking, uh, crap, I need to come up with like, you know the rest of the story quicker yeah. now because obviously the situation as long as the stories are already um, there you're and, right you've got a head start haven't you yeah and the thing the thing about marie's world was she was so easy to plan because she came from my own dance experience my own time in drama okay. club and creating the characters from there so she's like this huge skin that i have on me anyway and then joe kind of comes in and he he plays the dad. He kind of like he kind of treats me like his daughter in a way. It's kind of this okay. weird relationship we yeah. have. Mm -hmm. And he'll go, he'll literally say to me, "Is like Crystal, we're leaving the dance thing now, and we're going into the next." Like, because I get so hung up on how dancers see things and our codes oh, and our words and our shorthand. <laughs> yeah, and he's a wrestler, so he's like carny and. <laughs> He has his own set of rules, his own set of perspectives, and we mm. clash, and it's hilarious if you ever get to listen to us talking, because oh. we just did a, our podcast that me and him did came out two weeks ago. I'll, I'll email you the link, and we were just talking about the contract, because he's part mm. of this contract with me, and uh, he, you know, we end up talking about everything but the contract, because that's oh. just how the two of us end up working together. Yeah. We talk yeah. about everything but what we're supposed to be working on, which is uh, which is that's phenomenal. Cool. Yeah, that's a big distraction then, isn't it? <laughs> he is yeah. huge. But I've now got somebody else that I'm working with, and um, okay. he makes me super focused. He is the first yeah. writing person I've ever worked with, and okay. he's, he's as detail-orientated as me. Okay. And his, he's mental-level <laughs> intelligent. I'm nowhere even close to him, but he, he does. He really makes me up my game. I can't have a lazy day with him because he call, he calls me on it. He's like, you're being lazy today or whatever. But oh, really? Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting wow. an education in working with different people. So you're used to working with people, whereas here I am working on my own, which is what I prefer. The only other person I yeah. like to work with, or I shouldn't say person, is my dog. <laughs> Yeah, I've had three dogs over my <laughs> career, 24 years. And um, yeah. the first one used to sit right next to me on the chair next to me. And uh, then, then I got another dog and they played together. 
And then when they both passed away, eventually I got a new dog and she just sits at the door, the glass door, looking out the window and the doors. She's a full-on protector. But they're company when you Uh, don't want company, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I I know that feeling. I've got used to, but uh, he doesn't come in unless I want a cup of coffee. Um, in fact, he comes in a bit too often. My, mine's but... is the same. Like, he'll come in, and he's terrible for this because he earwigs on my conversation. So he comes in, and he sits down, and I go, hi, honey, just so that, like, the person I'm working with knows he's there, <laughs> just in case well, something gets sad that could be misconstrued, uh, you know. That is um, there if you need him, then, isn't he? Yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. so protective. <laughs> he's wonderful. Mine. And yeah. then I have these two cats, these two absolute lunatics. Um, oh. One, he, he's like I the protector. He, he's attacked my postman I don't know how many times. Oh. I have had to pull him off the postman so many times. Oh I'm like, goodness. dude, just don't come near the front door. Just open the front door, throw it in, and then run. Okay, just yeah. just don't open the door. Um, so, yeah, I have oh. one. He's super protective. He thinks he's a dog. He plays fetch oh. and everything. And then the other one is just, he's crazy. He doesn't know how to break. So he runs into glass windows. He runs oh. into doors. He runs oh into walls. I God. thought he was blind, so I had him tested. He's not, so oh, I don't really? know what's going on with him. Uh, yeah, and he gave my dad a small heart attack when we stayed at his because he actually got on the roof of the house. He so managed he to climb out a window. Out. We yeah, and he was running around out. on the roof. We, mm-hmm. we, we're very sort of up here on the mountain. We, uh, we're in the rainforest and we, we, yeah. well, we try not to let any cats out because they go for the wildlife. And, uh, Same, yeah. Um, yeah, so most people have got cats. They've got these um, like uh, fenced-in sort of aviaries almost, you know, like you think you put a bird in there, but they have their cats in there. And uh, but I don't. I'm going to have to do that with. Mine. I had one when I was a child, but yeah, if you have one of those, uh, they can't. Yeah, get I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, because yeah. I have one, and he loves going outside. But he'll <laughs> yeah, only go outside if he's with one of us. Like he'll only go outside if he's with one of us. And yeah. the other one, he's just petrified of the outdoors entirely, so he won't go oh, out. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's just like, nope, no, thank you. I'll just sit here, and he'll sit at the door, and he'll stare at us, and he'll cry, and he'll do this whole thing. But he won't come outside the door. Um, Ian oh, Ian carried him out into the garden, and he had like this. Honestly, he hid under a rose bush. He would oh. not come out of this rose bush. He just lay there, oh, and I'm God. like, okay, so we've got one that likes to go walk about, and the mm. other one's just like, no, no thanks. And they don't. I'll, um... I'll stay in the house where I know the food is. You know. Yeah. Right. So no, they don't uh, learn off each other. <laughs> No, they don't. And, and the, the the weird thing is we we got Bob, he was three years old, and we got Stefano. And Stefano was three months when we got him. Okay. And the first, of course, I got one of those, you know, those pet things, pet gates, so that you can keep them in separate rooms till they get used to each other. Okay. Well, that didn't work. Oh, really? Because Stefano was so skinny, he could run between the bars. So I opened the bedroom door to go in to check on him. And he ran through the bar out into the hall, down to the front door where Bob was sitting and was was thinking, oh, this must be my new mommy or whatever. And Bob treated his head like a basketball. He just sort of bounced his head off the floor repeatedly. 
and oh I thought, goodness. oh my god, he's gonna kill him, he's gonna kill him. And oh this was god. this was Bob saying, Hey, this is my house, my rules, you'll do as you're told. But it's never worked out for Bob. Sounds like you've got a few stories there for for, um, the younger age group. Ever thought of writing them? Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah. And and then they fight. Like when I was, uh, me and my husband, we were moving to Shetland for a while. And I went up and I was staying at my parents' house. And my cats would not sleep unless they were in the same room as me. (sighs) So I had to get used to going to sleep at 11 o'clock at night. With the the little baby kitten nose to nose with me, he had to be nose to nose with me, You're and the other one had to be behind my legs, so I couldn't move. And then as soon as six a.m. hat, just like a second before my alarm would go off, they would jump up and they would wake me up, and they but they would sleep off. all night next to me. And then Ian came, and they couldn't <laughs> sleep in the room with him; they just couldn't they couldn't settle with him there, so. <laughs> They got kicked out into the hall <laughs> every night, and all I would hear is uh, Stefano trying to kill the uh, the motion sensor light because he couldn't understand where the light kept coming on. Oh, so he would he would, would he would set the light off, and then he would he would kind of try and crawl towards it to 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 jump it, and then the light would go out, and then he would activate it, and he would jump, and he would run away, and then oh. he and this keyed on all night. So we would see little flashes of light coming through the bedroom door. Yes, that would be annoying too. My dog sleeps through. She's a good sleeper. I mean, she's getting a little older yeah. now, but she sleeps very well. She sleeps through to about 5.30 or 6 in the morning, and then she's she needs to go and do her business. And uh, she wakes me up then because we can't have a doggy door because we're a bit worried yeah. about what might creep in. <laughs> yes, like exactly, yeah. bandicoots around here and the and mm-hmm. uh, snakes occasionally too. So we have to. One of us has to get up and let her out. And then by the time six o'clock comes around, I'm thinking I'm not going back to sleep now. And I am yeah. a morning person. I would rather be up at six than you know sort of fall back asleep and wake up you know, a real groggy headache in the morning. At seven oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would prefer to be up and at it by then. Yeah, I, I never that, realized this. Um, I was diagnosed at 16 with seasonal affective disorder, which basically okay, means that, I get like super melancholy during the winter. And oh, I just, all I want to do is sleep. Like, it's like this weird thing. All I want to do is sleep. And then summer comes. And as soon as the day, like soon as the sun even starts to break up through the ground, that's me. I'm awake. When? And yeah, and yeah. it drives me insane, you know. And no matter what I've tried, I can't seem to. Yeah. I can't seem to get it to balance itself. It's awful. Well, the the um, the kookaburras wake us up in in summer. Well, they wake me up um, because my husband's yeah. hard of hearing, so he doesn't hear them. But um, yeah, they they will wake up just at the crack of dawn. It's it's so true that expression. The yeah. crack of dawn. The kookaburras. Uh, barking you could say because they really have this big big bark and uh the thing with kookaburras is that you'll yeah. see them lined up on the uh on the wires around the place you know the telephone wires and the electric yeah. wires that are still up in the air and there'll be not one of them there'll be like four of them in a row and so they're all going at yeah. and you cannot not hear that so at four in the yes. morning in summer that's a bit too early even for me <laughs> <laughs> but I do get my best I know that feeling, yeah. 
and uh well shetland it's it's so uh, weird growing up there because well yeah that's helpful i have not i have friends that have emigrated but i've never made it yet and it's my dream to come out to australia and do the romance convention in australia because apparently it is one hell of a wild three days so i'm like okay this sounds like my (laughs) cup of tea i'll come to that you know um i might i might drag some of my friends my my very intelligent friends who are riding with me um but yeah australia is my my number one place to go but i'm going out to the states apparently this year or so i'm told everyone keeps telling me i'm coming to the states this year i'm not believing them until i get my air ticket Somebody gives me an air ticket, and then I'll be like, okay, right, I'm coming. Okay. Then, you know. Terrific trip. It's, it's well, we're going to uh, Los Angeles, so it's a 14-hour plane ride from Glasgow. Yeah, 14 hours, which which is, it's about the same length of time. Yeah, it's about the same length of time it takes me to go from... Aberdeen at the very top of Scotland to see my parents in Shetland that's at least an overnight ferry so I can sleep on that that one I can cope with but the 14 hour plane ride there's like a little break in the middle so it's like a 10 hour flight to Philly and then we get we change at Philly and then we get the flight from Philly to LA and it's like the four hours I don't know what to do with myself so I write or I end up eating crap loads of pretzels because for whatever reason the air hostess keeps coming by giving me pretzels and i can't say no so i end up eating like 20 bags of salted pretzels you're a pretzel lover (laughs) i did that last time yeah and ian's like why did you eat 20 bags of pretzels and i'm like (laughs) he slept through an earthquake last time oh (laughs) yeah 5.5 earthquake and he slept through it I'm braced in the bathroom like, oh, we're going to die. Oh, we're going to die. Because the ground's not supposed to move. And I'm like, Mm. yep, this isn't good. (laughs) My first night there and I'm in the bathroom thinking I'm dying. And uh, my husband sleeps through it. Didn't didn't budge, didn't move, didn't even open his eyes. He just sort of continued sleeping. (laughs) I even threw something at him and it did nothing. Not a thing. Goodness, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah. gonna. I think it's um, I think my my director was saying we're gonna be five months in LA. That's a long. So time. we're we're gonna yeah five months. Yeah. Well, so that's that that's an insanely time. long time. Well, where are you gonna stay? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, generally, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I think we're going to be in a hotel or. We're, I think they're either oh, renting us hotels oh. or they're going to put us in like houses you rent uh, and then I'll have to drive to and from wherever mm. but or Ian has to drive me because I don't have a driver's license so Ian will have to and drive me it's, um, to wherever we're road, I think isn't it the US to what you used to yes driving on the other side of the road yeah it's the other side of the road and they also have no streetlights in LA, which I find very confusing. Well, I would too. Yeah. I like the light. <laughs> I mean, because they have motorways or, or freeways, 
and yeah, you'd think they'd put lights on them, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we were driving around, traffic, and we, we couldn't see the off lamps. No. Mm. Still, I, I, I just, I find it crazy. Mm. And they, they live on their horns too. Uh, yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> they, they lean on their horns for everything, even indicating. <laughs> Because the amount of things well, that Manian saw do, was it was you'll scary. You want to do a podcast about your experience in LA? <laughs> I know I'm gonna. Oh, I I was joking actually with the the director because he was on this week's podcast, mm-hmm. and um, so I was yeah. joking away with him. And I got off, and Ian's like, "You should do a live with everybody that's like the director, you, the guy that you're writing with." And and the yeah. talent head of talent relations, it would be the funniest show ever. <laughs> and I'm like, but it would go from being like an hour and a half to two hour show to being like a six oh, hour show because nobody oh. is going to actually keep it in time. Nobody would stay in their time. So um, really? I was like, yeah, that would be a really long one. But actually, my dream is to do a podcast live at one of the romance conventions and just mm-hmm. like. Like, whoever wins the award at the convention, they can come on the show for, like, an episode. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do it live oh, okay. in front of an audience or something, you know? But, um... Sounds like a good idea. Uh, do you, it's it's do a you lot of make... work, though. Oh, I imagine it is, yeah. Yeah, because then I have to, like, like have to book it. it and everything, yeah. Mm, no, I'd rather be sitting in my office, as I am right now, and uh, sitting behind my desk and working on my books. Um... I've uh, actually gotten into the bad habit of working on two things at once. But I'm the same. I got my book. Yeah. You're the same, yeah. So that's that's why I've ended up with the, the Avena series going on self, like I'm publishing that now, um, one after yeah. the other. And it won't be too much longer before I have the whole three up there and running, which will be great. And I'll update my website and get some advertising going then, hopefully. And um, the other three books, which are currently, like I said, we've, I can't sort of release the titles yet because we're still trying yeah. to uh, look for Sell them and but... secure them, yeah. 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 So um, I'm at that stage where I'm not writing a fresh, uh, you know, um, starting the manuscript. I've got plans ahead, but um, I know I've had some requests for a book five of The uh, Guardians of Time. The fourth book, oh, that's um, The Shadow, yeah. which I released only about, about four years ago now, that's yeah. done really well. And um, and I did I sort of maybe mm, promise to lightly, I mean, if I can, if I get time, I will write the fifth book, which um, I'm looking forward to doing next. Um, and that will keep yeah. me going for a, a couple of years or a year at least, I think. Which I, I, I do I mean, love your, no in the world your time one. Still, that I could do a book in one month. There's, depending on how long, <laughs> maybe, tw- oh, maybe 10,000 like, words, but I could not I was, do a I book was, in a month. I, I was lucky. signed up for that. Yeah, I was, I was lucky because I, I wrote pretty much from 2008, I started yeah. writing novels. So you have the material ready. So I've been constantly building like a, a huge catalogue for so long that I think I can, mm-hmm. like, that's the only reason I agree. Because when I actually went back and I'm like, yeah. oh, I have this and this, I was like, oh, this will be fine. This will yeah. be easy. 
Yeah. What I didn't anticipate was that I'm not staying in one genre. I'm going to be in four genres. What would they be? Which the four would, genres you? So I will be in romance. I will be in erotica. I will be in YA, and I'll be in crime. Ah, seriously? And, yeah. And so. How, well, that'll be something, won't it? To get yeah, which start. means I have a pen name for every genre that I'm in. Uh, and that's a good idea because you yeah. don't want to confuse your readers. You exactly. You've got a reader yeah. for, you know, Crystal Fleming here doing erotica yeah. or young adult. Yeah, you don't. You definitely yeah, don't want exactly. the young adults. Yeah, we don't want the young adults reading the erotica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, so. Not. It's uh, it's going to be Crystal McCarrington for the adult novels. It's going to be Crystal Fleming for the romance novels. It's going to be K.I. Fleming for the crime. And then it's going to be um, Crystal Marie Fleming for the YA. Crystal Marie. <laughs> which I, I'm oh, going to have to remember which one I'm doing on every appearance so I don't get confused. <laughs> Yo, you need to remember that. <laughs> yes yes because need, um, um a manager crystal <laughs> i know well actually that's what i said to my husband i'm like you're now my assistant and he's like what mm-hmm. and i'm like well you drive yeah, me everywhere anyway <laughs> i says but i need you to yeah. keep like all of my stuff like because i'm going to need him to carry books out the car and i you know all these things that i need him yeah, to do yeah, of course so will. he's coming with me on the 24th of this month, I've got an appearance at uh, Meadow Park Library in Falkirk in Scotland. And it's my oh, first right. talk to adults in a library setting. So oh, that'll, that'll thir- be interesting. Yeah, 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and the topic of it is um, discussing how I came up with wrestling erotica. <laughs> which I was not expecting that. At all, and um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a track. It's it'll attract attention. You see, yeah. Well, I think that's it'll why they were going with it. And mm. then they said I needed to use a person as an example. So, going to use your husband, aren't you? I can't because my husband's not a wrestler. So I was like, oh, oh this is this is going to be interesting. So I had to. Um, I had to dive into my bag of uh, wrestlers that I Thank know, <laughs> and I yeah. I had to think, who can I talk about for thirty minutes that isn't going to mind me sexualizing his character? Oh no! And if you're going to release his name or her name, because there are female wrestlers too, aren't there? Yeah, there is. Uh, but I actually went with a guy who I knew really oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm sure he doesn't listen to this, so I'm not worried. But um, so when I was a teenager, <laughs> he was wrestling full time, and he was over thirty. Um, and my best friend in the world at that time, I was dancing with him. I was his dance partner, and he was obsessed with wrestling, obsessed with this character. And my brother was also obsessed with him, which I thought was hilarious, by the way. and uh so i ended up with this gigantic yeah this gigantic crush as a teenage girl on him and now he he's ended up being one of my good friends 
and it's so weird like because my brother he pops the whole time he's like oh my god i can't believe you're friends with that guy that we used to watch when we were kids um and he's 24 years older than me and i just think how crazy is that like how crazy is that world you know so he at least knows he's going to be the topic of discussion at the library and i promise to uh send him the video because they're recording it too which was kind of like a last minute thing they were like can we record your talk and i'm like oh so i can't just do this by the seat of my pants i actually have to prepare (laughs) something you probably still could you know because like i i yeah which i'm you know we we're all very good of it you know because it's kind of our job um because last last month i went and i taught at a a college i did like a talk a two-hour talk at the college and i was so proud of that because i got to kind of introduce these teenagers who knew nothing about what i did nothing about podcasting or media or writing or novels or anything like that and uh i basically got to teach them for two hours yeah and i'm like don't do the mistakes i did learn (laughs) you know that's a good way that's a good thing to do is to yeah and it's good too because it it gets your name out there too you know it gets well that too yes i did a few um i've done a quite oh i think about five or so um conferences you know the um where they dress up and they they dress up in their their, whatever the um favorite characters yeah their favorite characters thank you and um yeah i think they call it cosplay um, now yeah is that what they call it? Okay, because it's been yeah, a couple of years yeah. since I've done one, but um, some great authors. I've, I met great authors there, actually, some very yeah. good authors there. Because we get over here, we will get um, a few from um, uh, London or the US, you know, got yep. some very uh, uh, excellent um, lists of uh, books that they've got out there. And and every one of us out there um, has uh, someone to help them. Uh, my daughter came along and helped yeah. me and... Uh, she was my assistant, but um, some of the other, the big time people, they've got their their spouses or their or their assistants, or so you you don't have to worry about that when you go to these things. You, I, yeah, because you know, I was like so go, I was so freaked out that I was going to be weird about him no, traipsing yeah, in behind me carrying boxes. You don't or have whatever, to be but, alone. No, yeah, you don't have to be alone those things. But, but no, I'm getting I'm getting used there. to it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, you've funny you say that he was. Um, he was on my first ever book tour with me in 2014 I think it was Mm -hmm. and I was petrified because my publisher at the time was supposed to put me and Joe on the road together but they forgot to put Joe's visa through which was a problem because he was coming from Germany and so I ended up doing the whole book tour myself and Ian drove me and yeah yeah and of course the fans were expecting joe and me and all they got was me so yeah it was it was a bit awkward in some um but ian actually had to play security guard in one of them because i had a a young teenage girl who grabbed a hold of me in like this death hug and wouldn't let go she would just no she wouldn't let go goodness you know like the the bookstore manager was staring at me didn't didn't come over anything and i'm like can't breathe can't breathe so my husband (laughs) pulled her off me and i'm like oh thank goodness he's here you know 
Yeah, no, you definitely have someone have to have yeah. someone. You, you always need you always need somebody. I think also to like fill the dead time because you always have times. I call them lulls where nobody's around. Yeah, well, there's always lulls. You know, you're, you're sitting near another author or you know person. Yeah, who's been invited. Well, it's so. an author. It's and an author weekend. Talk about at the mm-hmm. yeah. It's an author weekend at the library. So I'm hoping I'm going to be in good company. But knowing my luck, I'm not going to know anybody. So I'm just going to be making idle conversation with whoever's there. You'll make friends pretty quick, I think. Yeah, yeah. and you don't um, struggle for a word here or there, so I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I blame wrestling for that because yeah, I yeah. learned very quickly. Yeah, because I, I, when I studied to become a writer, I I thought, well, what? where's the best writers that kind of have to come up with stuff by the seat of their pants with little to no notice and i thought well wrestling is a prime example of that so i started to study from as many different people as i could and they taught Mm. me to be very quick on my feet um i've only recently learned not to dumb dumb myself down because uh, ah, one of the people yeah, I'm working with right now keeps often. telling me, stop, stop acting dumb. You know, you don't need to act dumb uh, no, around wrestlers not. or wrestling promoters. So I've okay. just learned that, actually. Yeah. Oh, so um, I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. that now, which is being more true to myself and, and less charactery and more like me. But I, I feel for him, though. The guy I'm writing with, I feel so sorry for him. He must he must want to, like, reach through the screen and strangle me some days, I swear. But, yeah. <laughs> That's where the... Yeah, well, I, I feel for him because I'm dyslexic. And so he has to tell me grammar. Like, he's constantly telling me, comma, period, semicolon, just shouting at me. Kind of, and I'm like, sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to, like, type away, like... Yeah, so the dyslexia really has been interesting since I got uh, got my okay. diagnosis. So, but I found out which okay. since I last saw you, I'm a high functioning dyslexic. Oh, I didn't enough. realize that there yeah. was levels to it. I thought it was just you were well, dyslexic or you weren't. Just about everything, isn't there? Like the yeah. ADHD, if I've got that right, and yep. um, uh, autism. There's yeah. many levels to autism. Uh, a high function. Yeah, I, I just you know, I was so confused when I got my report in because she said I have mm. high functioning, I have a high functioning brain, but I'm easily distracted and I don't know how to focus. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and then <laughs> exactly, it is awful, mm. but. When I took the dyslexic test, she had to take into consideration that I was on extremely high painkillers at the time. And that's where they discovered, because I've been on painkillers my entire life, that actually I would have been very high functioning, very young, if I hadn't had the the problems with my health. And I probably wouldn't have the dyslexia because I would have automatically corrected myself as I did my schooling, but because I only got half of my, my supposed schooling that I was supposed to get, because I was half in hospital, half out, then that's where the dyslexia formed because my brain didn't basically keep up with everything. Yeah. So, but you were young. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was two. I was two and a half years old when they diagnosed me with idiopathic rheumatoid arthritis. That's um, yeah, that's pretty sad. That's pretty uh, hard to live with. Yeah, and then yeah. and that's so when I, they started. Yeah, they don't really know how it started or what caused it. But, yeah, I mean, um, their their get their best guess is I got it from diphtheria. That was their best guess. And I got that from playing in a playground that wasn't clean, essentially. Really? Yeah. In a playground that wasn't clean? Yeah. In what way? Garbage or something? Well, there was a, they they don't know if it was the open sewer. There was an open sewer in our play area. That would be more like, that would be more And there was also sheep had been coming down from the hills and they had been crapping everywhere. So they don't know if it was the open sewage or if it was the sheep, but there was four of us went downhill with it. Um, All of us got diphtheria. I was the first one they diagnosed. And then uh, we all had different severities of it. I, I was the worst off, but I came out the best because I'm, I'm fully mobile. I'm fully functioning, but the other three girls weren't as lucky as me. Oh, um, really? Yeah, but I was I was oh. awful because my arthritis attacks the membranes, the muscles, the linings mm-hmm. of muscles, and it's literally been everywhere in my body. It's attacked joints, it's attacked yeah. bone, and oh. touching hairy wood. The only thing I've had to have replaced is my jaw joints. <laughs> so I've been really lucky. I'm thirty four. By now, they thought I'd need both my hands uh, rebuilt, but I actually have managed to survive with my hands the way they are. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened was none of my bones as a child fused, and that's what saved me because it means I can, my joints and my bones actually are, they float and they can move between the different parts. So when they get inflamed then it doesn't doesn't damage the bone as much as it should. So I got really lucky. Um, and also I stopped growing well, at the age of 10. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, small because they, they, gave me, um, they gave me methotrexate from when I was five years old till I was and 10. And that stunted your growth or something. Yeah, it stunted my growth um, and mm. caused me no end of hassle. I was so violently wow. sick with it because I was actually on the same oh. dose as what kids that they're, they give it to the same dosage oh, for the kids with cancer. So I had the same kind of level. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was weird. And then from 14 mm. till I was 18, I was back on methotrexate again until they discovered yeah. it was, it was okay. attacking my liver. And then I came off it and, yeah, it took, took me How ten years to get it under control. After that, ten years. But right, now so you are doing well now. I yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm basically what they called a miracle survivor. They they didn't think yeah, I'd make it, and then I did. It. You know, well so done you. well done to you, Crystal. Yeah, I I call it my warrior pride. You know. <laughs> It was, uh, I, I was, I was always the kid that would sit at the end of the bed and the doctors would come in and, uh, I would say, I'm still here (laughs) when they would get to me. That was my opening line. I'd be like, still here. (laughs) And they would be like, oh yeah, you are. (laughs) You know, it's just, 
just random but um yeah my Uh, husband he he never realized how bad it was till three years ago i got really sick three years ago yes i remember uh, you telling me about that yeah so so now he's got a kind of he loves it when i'm healthy he sort of celebrates a little bit when i'm healthy an understanding of it yeah 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 it's amazing though because your your career now too is taking off and it's wonderful yeah. to hear. I didn't I mean, expect I, I it. I mean, brush with death myself. No, I had yeah, a brush I with death you myself. That, so. You know, with the myofibrosis I had, and then I had my um, then I had a, a fall which um, broke my back, and well, it's just compacted it, and yeah. I lost yeah. seven inches, as I remember. I probably would have told you last time we spoke, um, um, which is why I'm a bit yeah. short too. If you can see it. <laughs> But um, and that's Do you when get the I short came back jokes? and wrote the Avena series, and that's why it's kind of really special to me. Uh, it's the first series, the first book I wrote after my transplant, my my yeah. bone marrow transplant, and uh, so then these books that are coming up, um, which will I be bringing out, or hopefully a publisher will be bringing out. <laughs> they, yeah, they also are after the. The event where I almost died. So, looking forward to seeing them out now, out and about. And yeah, and, uh, I, well, I'm definitely going to phone you when I come to Brisbane. That's for sure. I'm, 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 I'm trying to talk my director into taking us all on a little expedition to Australia. Yeah, um, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, because I was like, I want to come over and see see the Aussie readers and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't matter if you came but over no, in like, the winter. You won't get cold. You won't be too cold. As long as you're coming to Queensland in the winter, say to southern yeah. states for summer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, I was I was kind of talking to you before we came on the air about that. That you know, obviously with yeah. the film and everything, everything's completely yeah, changed. Yeah. Um, Actually, but, um, filming is really really done well here in Australia. I believe we've got a great big yes. studio, only actually not far from where I live. Just down the mountain, and there you've got the big studio. <laughs> it, it's come, funny you say come, that because um, yeah. they just opened a film studio about, I think it's like forty-five mm. minutes from me in Scotland, and it's actually where they okay. filmed Outlander. The, ah, which yeah, is this right. like, okay. yeah. So oh, it's, it's, I've read the book and books and yeah, seen that and it's it's crazy because I live so close to there. Yeah, I, yeah, I drive yeah. by it in the car, and it's like Wood Park, uh, Ward Park. It is sorry, Ward Park Studios, and I'm like, huh. And nobody <laughs> realizes it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like a well, weird studio cool. lot in the middle of nowhere, and all there is is this big gigantic motorway that runs beside it. That's it. They've got hotels there, and they've they've made it like a little kind of village. So there's like hotels and restaurants, and but it's very kind of condensed. So it's just for that area. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's insane. It's honestly, I've never seen anything like it. And it came; they built it during the pandemic. So while the pandemic was going on, they actually built the studio lot, um, which I thought was crazy. Because no, yeah, a good job. They obviously didn't want it to be in the middle of a city somewhere. I mean, uh, up here on my yeah. Tambourine Mountain, we were, uh, they get, they film up here a lot too. Um, because you can go into the forest and you will just 
you know, you could be miles from, not that far from civilization, but it looks as if you're in no man's land. The middle land, of nowhere, you know? yeah. yeah. I love, I love Australia for the sunshine. Rivers and waterfalls, anything they need, they're here. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. My my husband's scared to come to Australia because he's scared of the the wildlife. <laughs> he's oh, we're not really? so good with spiders, oh. me and him. So he's like, oh, the spiders. Uh, I don't have spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everyone have spiders? We we have like we have house spiders, but none of them are poisonous. And I think he gets oh, a bit nervous when it spider, could but... be poisonous. Yeah. So he's like. Uh. <laughs> and the wolf spider is not much, not a friendly spider either. But you know. You don't invite them yeah. in. <laughs> my, yeah, you don't. You, you don't go out and pet them. Is my point. If you leave them alone, no, they leave you, you alone. You know. And the thing with spiders is that you—not that I'm an expert, believe me—they—they um, they don't want to be near you. You know, if yeah. they, they you make a noise, they will run the other way. You know. So yeah. let your husband. Whereas here in Scotland, they're too inquisitive. Good. They actually want to come and see you. That's the problem. <laughs> You're turning me off visiting Scotland, you know. Oh. I'm not big on spiders either. But uh, crocodiles, maybe. I, I didn't. I did not think. I honestly didn't think spiders could be inquisitive until we moved to where we're staying no. now. And Goodness. they get as big as the size of my palm, so they're they're huge here, but yeah. they're completely wow, harmless. Cute. They're completely harmless. Wow, wow, the only wow. problem is I I was in the living room during the winter one one week one day and I, I'd gotten up like six o'clock for some reason and this big spider was running between the sofas constantly and it was because he could hear me typing so he would oh. he would stop running when I stopped typing and then oh, he would start running again when I started writing again oh, and funny. before I knew it he was on the sofa with me and I, I am so glad the cat was in the room with me because I let out a scream because this yeah. thing was next to me. And my cat yeah. just like, he jumped straight on top of it. He cut it in half and that was it. Oh, It oh, was like, oh. I, my cat was so protective of me that day. I was like, yeah, yeah, he got extra got treats. He got extra food. He got totally <laughs> spoiled because he saved me from this God awful curious spider that decided to say hello that is and I'm like harmless, didn't you say? <laughs> yeah, completely harmless, but it must have just been attracted to the noise of the, the keys or something. Because that he crawled yes, up the yes. side of the sofa to join me and I See, just thought I, I hate spiders. Yeah, that's freaky. That's creepy. But I, yeah. I find it hard to kill them. I'd rather catch them and put them outside rather than kill them. Yeah, but, and that's um, like, That's the thing with my cats them. is they kill them and then they eat them, which grosses me they out more. They are the eat Oh, them. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now you do have to write books about this. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I've got a few ideas here for you. I don't know why on earth they do it, but they they play with them for like 10 minutes. And then it's oh, like they torture. go to... Yeah, and then they go to lick them. It's almost like they're trying to clean their toy. So they go to lick it. I don't know why they do that. No, no and, it, and it, they go to I lick like it, and then they end up it. swallowing it, and then they spend the next 10 minutes looking for it. And I'm like, you just ate it. Like, it's inside it your stomach. Oh. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, but they're they're terrible, my two. Honestly. 
there was a um, except for a um, spider. I I hate them. And the other thing that yeah, that well, we get really big here is one, oh, she, got, she was um she put a she, yeah it was in her kitchen sink, and uh, she oh, right. put a cup a cup in the sink just to rinse it, and the spider was in there, and it went up her hand and bit her. Yeah, but uh, she went Ooh. to the doctor because it did get red and awful. And we thought it was might have been a uh, wolf spider or something, but um, yeah. I think he gave her antibiotics, but otherwise she was okay. Yeah. That's, that's I would have been good. screaming all the way to the doctor. <laughs> I would have been as well. I would have been in A&E, like the accident emergency room, sitting there screaming at somebody saying, get me in, get me in, get me in. <laughs> I would be terrible. I actually, um, yeah. I had a wrestling friend um, that I met in England uh, one weekend. He was telling me about, the, he'd gone, he'd been on a really awful wrestling tour where they had just been non-stop and he came wow. home and he had the flu and he was mm-hmm. absolutely Exhausted. just worn out and he fell asleep mm-hmm. on his sofa and this brown i think it was a brown sp- brown spider or something like that crawled out of one of the cushions mm-hmm. okay. and bit him in the oxter oh. and Bitting he, where? Sorry. in his like under his arm in his armpit oh. And he didn't realize it. And then his friend woke him up. His friend came to the house to see him and woke him up. And he had this huge swelling under his arm. And they, his friend basically dragged him to the hospital. And they were lucky they caught it when they did. Because he just, he was that ill anyway. It nearly did him in. But the guy caught the spider that bit him because the spider was still sitting in the sofa next to him. And And I'm like... I'm like, he must have bit you out of curiosity or something, you know? Like, um, yeah, maybe he didn't like him sitting on his couch. Yeah. On his couch. And I was like, do you <laughs> not like Hoover it or something? Like, because he stays in Virginia. So it's, it's not common to get poisonous spiders in Virginia. So. Is that right? And it was poisonous. But yeah, that, that kind of made me nervous when I went to the States because I was like checking the bed and I was checking wherever I sat down just in case. Yeah, I was yeah. like, nope. Yeah. You've got to be unlucky to be to, to end up with a spider on, oh. your, on your bed or your couch. And yeah, it, it can't be something that happens often. I do Thank remember you. in LA when we, when we first got there, there was a spider in the shower and uh, I wouldn't go in the bathroom at all. I was like, the first thing I said to Ian was, there's a spider in the bathroom. You go get rid of it now. Like, I don't care. And so he washed it down the, the drain with the shower. But I was just like, nope. I, I was bursting for the bathroom as well because I managed to go. Um, I managed to fly the entire way to America without going to the bathroom. And then I managed oh. to hold it for another four hours till I got to the hotel because oh, I hate God. public bathrooms. I'm terrified of public bathrooms. Oh, and okay. um, I don't know why. I just am. And so I was bursting for the, the bathroom at the hotel and, and Ian had to go in and wash the spider away before I could go in. Oh, <laughs> the things we what do to ourselves, man. though, to be fair. Because like, I have a fear of um, going to the bathroom on airplanes because of my bad luck on an airplane i was flying from shetland to edinburgh and we hit this bad weather and i had stood up they they hadn't put any signs or anything up 
I had just, I was just about to get up to go to the bathroom and the plane had an air pocket and my head hit the top oh. of the, uh, the plane because oh, yes. I had oh, unclipped okay. myself and I came out the chair into the top of the plane and I bounced back down and I, I don't know what on earth happened after that because I was like totally concussed but I put my seatbelt back on and decided oh. it wasn't worth going to the bathroom and no. I just I just apparently <laughs> not, not passed out in the chair no when that uh, yeah, seatbelt is on you don't want to get up yeah, but I mean that was the thing they hadn't put it on or anything, so I had no clue. Oh, I was just going to oh. go for a pee and just concuss myself. Basically, normally you don't have to worry about that, but sometimes I guess you hit that air pocket; they don't even know it's there. You know, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what happened. But I like honestly, Ian says I have the worst luck when traveling because every time I I get the ferry to my parents' house, it's an overnight mm-hmm. ferry, so we you're supposed to sleep on the boat, right? So every okay. time I go on this, I know, like every time I go on the boat to go to Shetland, I'm supposed to go to sleep. And so I'll take my sleep medication to put me asleep and everything. But because I don't weigh very much, every time the boat goes over a wave and drops the other side, I get thrown out of my bed. So oh, I like bounce to... for like 14 hours. I just get thrown in the air. And I keep saying to my husband, I'm like, how am I supposed to sleep when my entire body's lifting off the bed and landing back down? Like, how? How are you supposed to sleep through that? Get your husband to strap you in with a belt or something. (laughs) I know they they used to do that in uh, for Shetland boats. They used to have these like bungee cord things that you could hook over your bed to stop you from getting thrown out. And I, yeah, last right. time I was on the ferry to Shetland, they didn't have them. And I'm like, oh. what no, the hell? So like, I need them. I that's need not them. good for me because, like, I weighed nothing. Yeah. So, and, of course, my dad snored the entire way. <laughs> my mom was snoring the entire way. And I was bouncing oh. up and down like a bouncy ball the entire trip. I was like, oh. really? That's terrible. Uh, and there's 14 hours of that. So by the time I get there, my neck's all screwed up. My shoulders are all screwed up. Oh, no, that's, and I, I look like I've been on the... Like, I honestly would probably do better if I got absolutely drunk on the boat. I think I would probably yeah. just pass out and I wouldn't I wouldn't care. But because I don't it's drink anymore, I, I just get, you know, I just get absolutely bounced around. It's awful. So now, I, and now I'm determined to fly to Shetland instead. Because okay. it's only two hours. Good luck with that. But the problem with flying to Shetland is if it misses the runway, you go in the ocean. And if it well, if it goes of it, the worst case scenario, so I mean try to Well, I I've, I've been on the plane when they went, oops, and we've hit the ocean. And I'm like, oops, the fucking <laughs> runway's two <laughs> miles that way. Or <laughs> I get on the plane and the pilot says we're flying to Stornoway, and the entire plane yells back, no, we're going to Shetland. Oh, God. <laughs> this is why people don't travel with me, because I, I have this curse. I have, Your honestly, genius. like a curse. <laughs> yeah. Curse. Yeah. It's like yeah. My, my husband book. says, you know. There's another book for you. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah, the girl with the cursed travel plans. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of yeah, I feel bad because my my friend um, he's going to travel from Germany. He's, he's going to be on the same flight as us from Germany, and I so know okay. that everything that could go wrong with me and him flying together is going to go wrong between me and him flying oh, together. Okay. So oh, there'll there'll be a book, you, uh, you know, that'll come out. Our, our woes of travel experiences. Yeah, yeah, you sound like you've got like the um, uh, quite a lot of um, uh, sort of feed there for to, for writing books. I mean, you know, I think yeah. especially children's horror stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's this joke from my local you know, hospital. You'll be the next R.L. Stein, you know. <laughs> I could be. <yeah. laughs> there's a, be. there's this joke guess, with um, my um, my doctor at the hospital because I've been okay. in nearly every hospital in Scotland and he goes oh, Crystal geez. you could do the A to Z guide of hospital experiences in, in Scotland you could write a book yeah. and I'm like no I yeah. can't because if I wrote a book okay. about every hospital I've ever stayed in I'd get sued because <laughs> I would I would I would point out all the bad experiences I've all had in all these different hospitals yeah. and some hospital will take offense and sue me and he's like, Probably. but that would be the funny part about it. And I'm like, uh, yes, is you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it was really. So yeah, my husband just expects you. disaster. So no, yeah. I've come to get. Ex- he's come to expect that now. I suppose we've. Um, yes, been he has. For he really has. It's it's so funny well, because he's he's his curse is he can go into a shop with 200 pound which is the money that you know if he goes in to buy something oh, in money? cash okay really? he um oh, he can't buy whatever it is he's going in to get he's like we went into four furniture places to get a brand new bed for our our new oh. place our apartment and okay. all four pit places we went to he ended up walking back out the store with the money because oh. they wouldn't take his money they He's the only person I know that has money that wants to spend it but can't spend it because he can't spend it in whatever story he's got into. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. People so that happened to him in Ikea. Or something. Yeah. Anyway, well, no, Crystal, I hate, I hate to do this, but we have been talking for a while now and I guess we're um, coming to the end of it. Yes, we and are. I just want yeah. to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, just I was I was about to do the wrap up. You're you're jumping ahead of me a little I'm bit here. I'm doing it for you. Yeah, I'm doing it for you. No, okay, I'll hand it over to you. Then. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, so, I just want to get a lot, a bit of a word in about the books. But uh, yeah, go for it. For. We've got yeah, it coming out, and which is just out there now. If you really want to have a look, um, get started early. But then they yep. will be broken, and then they'll be fearless, and then the new books. I promise, new books are coming. And they're long overdue, but they're coming. So thank oh, you. Oh, I know with you it'll be worth this the opportunity wait. to get that said um, out there and to put that out there, Crystal. Yeah, and definitely because like er- everything that you put out is is so easy to read, and it just sucks you right thank in. You. And thank you. like, because I was reading the magic one, uh, the magic key. Oh, one. magic! Yeah, I did, and I loved it. Um, I I have a little bit left to go because every time I went oh. to read it, I ended up getting having to do my studies 
<laughs> it was like it was just like bad timing um but i love it like even old magic was was one of my favorites i just i adored that world and how you built it and put it together and so so having you as my first guest and then having you back today has been such a huge honor honestly and sharing stories war stories that we've had tonight has been a lot of fun what stories we talked about yeah you know but that's the fun of this place it's it's about you know two people getting together having a normal conversation over coffee and just you know having fun that's what i always say and yeah i know because i loved your email saying i'm grabbing a coffee and then i'm coming straight on and i'm like yeah yeah so yeah uh ian ian was a bit curious about the squeals coming from the living room but yeah it was but honestly i can't wait to have you on again in a year's time and hopefully you'll have watched my new movie and we'll have lots of other books to talk about Yes, I promise I will introduce you to my co-writer because he's such he's such an amazing person. Honestly, I can't. That'll be us our secret. I'll I'll do an intro. I'll be like, yeah, you gotta meet my good friend Marianne here. Uh, He's he's adorable. So yeah, I definitely have to do that. But no, honestly, I can't wait to have you on next year. Uh, We'll have you back again when you're when you're releasing your new ones, and yeah, we'll have some fun. It should be about time. Okay, so guys. Yeah, I'll have a few out by then, hopefully. But guys, come back next week as we have a literacy agent coming on in the name of Eric Miller, a good friend of mine and good friend to the show. And you're not going to want to miss our top downloaded episode, well, guest of all time. So, yes, come back and uh, check him out.